Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How are you doing this week? I'm a little under the weather this week. I've been having uh, coughs and colds at our house for the last three or four days. So, Did you have that the last time we talked to? Like a couple I know. Weeks ago? We can't catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like four weeks ago we had COVID or something like that. And then now we've got just like regular stomach bugs. Right. Like flu or like... Uh... Yeah, just like, uh, it's just a weird mix of like, your stomach doesn't feel quite right. And like, you're up in the middle of the night coughing. And yeah, my two kids are, they were up a bunch last night. We just keep giving them more and more water, lots of vitamin Mm -hmm. C. I did read something interesting the other day that said something, or maybe it was like this morning, that like the, you know how they, for for the endemic stuff, like like the flu, Mm -hmm. like they have to basically predict what the strain is going to be before they do the, the, you know, the vaccines or shots or whatever and um, immunization. And uh, apparently they were like looking at it and they're like, yeah, we got it wrong this year. Like, and it happens, right. But it was like the people's attention for like these types of things is now, you know, obviously much more like uh, zoomed in, but it was interesting because I think it was Fauci or one of the ones were like, yeah, the one we, the, the thing we decided to issue, like, yep. didn't turn out to be right. And so, kind of, kind of, kind of funny. Maybe you're stuck in that. I don't know if you got a flu <laughs> vaccine either. So, whatever. no, I didn't, but I don't often get sick. So it feels a little strange for me. How are, how are things with you? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Hitting the tail end of the year. Uh, it's, uh, this is the, and I, th- I think I've told you about these time periods before when I'm like end of quarter, end of month, but mm. this is the trifecta of end of quarter, <laughs> end of month, end of year, which for us, uh, there's a lot, a lot of moving parts planning for the year. I do a big, uh, I do a big thing at the beginning of the, the first team meeting of the year of kind of like, here's our year in review, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of, you know, fun for the team, not quite Spotify. Hey, here's what you've been listening to things that people <laughs> seem to love but internally with the team it's a it's a fun kind of look back like mm-hmm. where were we then it's like oh kind of this nice look how far we've come type of moment so oh yeah totally that's uh it's fun the, this time of year to be able to reflect back on what's all happened through the year it's like wow we actually did quite a bit of stuff right right yeah I, I even do like a weekly one for myself i've started this the past maybe a few months is i just have my own like notification that pops up it's either Saturday or Sunday. And I just kind of do like a, a dump of what happened the past week. Cause sometimes you're just also so surprised. It's like, Oh yeah, wait, that was Monday. Like that was, I got a, <laughs> I, I did get a lot done. Right. So it's, it's kind of nice to build that analog. So I've, I've been working on that probably the past, I don't know, maybe two, three months. So I have kind of a nice little, like, here's, here's how, how the ball moves on a week to week basis. Yeah, that's probably good for motivation too, because like sometimes it can feel like you didn't get very much done, and you can just continually be running off your feet when you really should just take a look back and be like, "Hey, no, I appreciate that I did do a bunch of stuff." Okay, life's not so bad. Yeah, I'll be honest. Motivation is not a problem for me right now. It, it has been in di- different phases, but there's like I wake up every day and there's like so much I want to be doing that I can be doing so much low hanging fruits. I'm just chopping at the bit every day. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's not a, there's definitely been times in my life with different businesses, different other things where it didn't quite feel the same. So 
yeah yeah cool well i was hoping today we could talk a bit about um remote teams so you have a remote team uh for referral rock right and um i've worked on uh remote teams just here and there and i work remotely right now so uh, i thought it'd be kind of useful to talk through like what it's like to to run a remote team and um yeah what kind of that that looks like for you and you know whatever other discussions we might come up with cool yeah um well, first of all, which is interesting about this, it's like, this was a topic that I think a lot of people wanted to talk about pre-COVID. And now yes. <laughs> it's like, and then you saw everything come out and everyone's like, oh, here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. And, you know, like we said, we were we were doing remote stuff pre-COVID. And I'm glad we're kind of talking about it now because obviously, I like most things, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions on. Um, but I also didn't want to get caught in the mix of like, Hey, me too. We're all talking about remote teams and it's now, I feel like right now is a good time. There's still, it's now like interesting to hear again. Maybe (laughs) we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, it's not like we're not trying to do this as like an how to episode. I think this is more just of there. There's lots of different ways to do remote. And uh, I'm curious what you're, what you kind of do for remote. Maybe you could talk a bit about like what your team is like and, um, just kind of generally how you guys function together. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll start with a couple of like, maybe I'll talk about some systems that we mm. use like internally. So first, uh, so we're Slack. We're Slack, big Slack users. Um, and uh, it's like the, the main tools are Slack, Zoom, Asana, and Confluence. So those are like what I consider the like, operating system, the referral rock operating system. Now, obviously other certain areas, certain departments might work in CRMs or might work in other tools also, but that's pretty much the commonality across the board, Um, which also alludes us to having almost, I would say almost zero internal email except for like invite notifications for, uh, for like meetings. So calendar is obviously in those, but there is very seldom any internal email unless it's like a forward or something like that. That's really interesting because like, um, yeah, a lot of companies have a lot of internal email. So that's, was that a conscious choice on your part or is that just kind of how it ended up working? Uh, that was probably one of the ones that was, uh, how it ended up working. And I think early on in a small remote team, there was like always a lot of chat, like and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then documentation and different things. So I think it was just a natural, like evolution of that or pull towards that we just were always either even in the early days before we used slack it was like using google hangouts like Mm -hmm. in in the in a you know using a google workspace google hangout type of stuff so it was chat and stuff like that and it was instead of confluence it was um like google sites like stuff like that yeah okay so remind me like how how big is your team now approximately uh i think we're 16 people right now 16 people okay and like uh, how many time zones or continents uh so that's yeah that's another interesting one we always try to keep relatively well we're all u.s based so everyone is a u.s person um now we have had some people move around a bit like because of the ability to be remote and have flexibility Mm -hmm. like we've had some people travel um like one of the developers that first joined 
me. He joined it mostly because it was like, could do remote stuff. And he was like in the Philippines for six months, came back here and then went back to the Philippines for another six month stint. And my charge was always, uh, as long as I don't have to wake up at like two in the morning to talk to you, like you can adjust <laughs> your schedule, so to speak, um, go wherever you want. I don't care. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't want to have to deal with like international pay. I'm like, I'm going to pay you the same way, like W2 salary, like yeah, yeah. US based stuff. So um, that's always been what we've done. So I think for the most part, we always end up with most people are within like two time zones. Um, and then we have had a couple people like all the way on the West Coast. Um, and uh, I think it's more challenging for people that like we mostly run out of East Coast time, but you know, give it or take one one or two hours, it's usually usually works out pretty well. Huh, interesting. So you guys have been remote though since the beginning, right? Like you you started that way and now you've kind of expanded it out, continuing to be remote. Yes, yes. And we never went like remote global, which I think is there's all these nuanced things, right? Like people talk about like remote as a blanket statement, like remote global is a whole different, you know, yeah. ball of wax type of thing. Or I think you say, I don't know, you have a term like something of bees or something, right? Kettle of fish or something like that. Kettle of fish. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where that comes from. Uh, okay. That, that's, that's interesting. So like, have you, you said you always kind of gravitated towards um, like chat applications for communicating as opposed to email. Mm -hmm. um, how, how do you find that in terms of like being able to shut it off and focus on things um, like for being interrupted or um, for collaboration and whatnot? How, how do you find that? Uh, I mean, I think we do a pretty nice job with it. I think it's, it's not as much about the chat. It's more about like having the right, the right channel for the right type of message, so to speak, and not meaning like Slack channel channel, but mm. I'll, I'll give a good example. Like um, Confluence is a good one. So Confluence is a, you know, a wiki type of software and essentially anything that is like longstanding process oriented, like here's the HR manuals, here's our best practices, here's our coding standards, here's, you know, depending on the team, there's all these different spaces for different teams, training material, all the stuff that is longer standing, um, that might have collaboration, you and me might collaborate on a document on a design doc or something like that. And that'll all be in there. And that's kind of there for historical stuff. Um, in addition to things like there's some weekly types of pages that might manage, like here's, you know, we have weekly meetings, here's some meeting notes, stuff like that. Um, so that's one. So that kind of, instead of using like Word docs, Google docs, things like that, mostly we live out of, out of confluence aside from things that might need like a spreadsheet or an air table or whatnot. But the other big piece is like I mentioned, the other ones is Asana. Um, mm -hmm. So our kind of general philosophy here is like, if it is about a task or about a project, like you go to Asana. So so comments, so it's not, you know, you should seldom have a type of chatter where someone's like, hey, Nate, what's the status on that item? So we got rid of a lot of that chatter because people can use Asana. You and you can manage your own notifications in Asana. Everyone knows it's async. 
So most people don't go to Slack or to chat unless it is something that needs a more immediate response. Um, so our chatter in Slack, I think, is fairly fairly low. Like there's not there's not really discussions about projects. Like I said, mm-hmm. if it can be part of a task or a project, it's an Asana. Like anything that's that, it gets commented there. You get notifications there. I might at you there, um, and then it comes with all the context, right? Because it's all built in. Right, right. That's really interesting. So what sort of conversations would you say do happen on Slack then? Is it like, you know, customers on the phone? Is there a dev that can help me with something? Or is it like, just general, like, how's your weekend kind of thing? Or? Uh, I mean, I can pull up a couple of our channels, and then just you can, uh, but yeah. in general, so there's like, um, so we have, we have a general channel, which really stays pretty quiet and mostly probably has like my company announcements type of stuff there. <laughs> like, hey, don't forget to enroll for your benefits. So stuff like that, that can go, uh, that are very somewhat like transient, right? Like it can just mm-hmm. like kind of float away or go away. Um, we have some special interest ones that are kind of fun, but oftentimes those like ebb and flow, sometimes they die out. Like there's this food, glorious food one where people put in like, you know, yeah foodie foodie types of stuff uh i mean there's some other mainstay ones like where like there's a product updates channel that has like when new releases come out release notes get updated in there so you see if there's anyone asking like hey is our system down or hey we're having a problem with some external vendor api like that goes in there so a lot of our channels are very well like prescribed so to speak Mm -hmm. um there are team specific channels, so that are those are for teams, and sometimes they'll have have like you know we might use some uh, remote async check in tools or 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 uh, like like daily checkup types of tools. Um, yeah. Okay. So those like will a, go like specific to those channels. Um, right. Right. Like stand up types of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Like or like how are you doing today? What's what's your goals? That kind of thing. Uh. Like, like you mean you, like, if you were to do that, like that kind of idea. Yeah, sure. It's like, yeah, what's the what'd you get done yesterday? What'd you get done? What do you have planned for tomorrow? Like what any anything blocking you? Like yeah. you know, so, so we've we've used some of those, some teams like those to kind of keep up general pulse. It's an automated pulse, but then it has people kind of just checking in a little and giving them like a quick prompt to ask something. So Yeah. So how how do you find it for um being able to stay on top of what people are up to. Um, like just, I think I was of a manager um, at a place that I used to work that was an in-person uh, company and he would just come over to your desk and be like, Hey, how's it going? You know, what's, what's, what's going on? Um, how do you manage those types of conversations? Uh, I don't know. I don't really. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I, I, I mean, there are those types of things. So I will like reach out to people like on the team if I haven't like, oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a while. And it might just be a Slack chat. Sometimes it might be like, hey, I haven't, we haven't had any, you know, FaceTime or like we'll set up a Zoom. Hey, I haven't, and it's usually it's like a skip level type of thing. So they're, so those are for those, those types of teams that people where, where people don't report to me directly. But anyone that reports to me directly, like we have a weekly one-on-one. So there's okay. scheduled weekly one-on-ones with anyone that reports to me directly. Sometimes multiple, depending on the role. Like for, let's say, a product manager, I might have 
kind of a one-on-one and there might be like a design check-in like to, mm-hmm. to kind of do more like reviewing of some work and things like that. Um, yeah. Interesting. So you're, you're, it sounds like your weeks are fairly scheduled for the most part, like in terms of interacting with people who report to you. Yes. All of that is very scheduled. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that is a very interesting culture because, um, yeah, just being in different companies like that, that culture is probably a very, seems very methodical and, um, more not relaxed, but like, um, less high stress, I guess. There's many other cultures where it's like, you know, fly by the seat of your pants, um, what's happening now, kind of a culture. And, um, it sounds like that wouldn't really work very well for how you guys are doing things. The- yeah, we're very systemized. Like it's very, everything kind of has its place. Like, you know, we've talked about a lot of different classifications of different things and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously coming from a engineering type of person and also a person that values deep work, like it's how you create that. And it's sort of, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, looking back at it and, and talking to other people in different companies, it's like, it it has become our culture, right? And it's, I wouldn't say it was necessarily like premeditated to be exactly what it was. It organically mm-hmm. happened the way, but it, it was. It also has enough pull that when someone new that comes in that might have worked in a, let's say, more chaotic type of or more random, less structured type of environment, they kind of come in and they get it. Like and it yeah. like basically you just follow suit because it's the way everyone. Otherwise, all of a sudden, like you look like the odd guy that's pinging people all the time, and it's like. And someone will be like, oh, you know, can you just ask me an Asana? Or, hey, can you set me up an Asana task for that instead? Right? Like, so, um, so it's pretty, it's like the gravitas somewhat like pulls you into what that is. I've talked to other people about this and, you know, I've described what we've done and they're like, oh, that sounds awesome. And they're like, how do I do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I've, it's (laughs) always been like, I, it's like, that's a different, that's change management. That's like, you need a whole difference. Like I need like, you know, certain moles, certain people like started, like you got to like, you oh, know, yeah. it's kinda like a grassroots effort to try to like convert culture. And then there's always going to be people that are fighting against it or no, that's not the way I do it. Or the whole, wait, Nate doesn't like, first I email him. Then if he doesn't respond there, then I slack him, <laughs> I text him. And it's like, you're make you're forcing everyone else to, figure out how because it's like a different operating system for everyone right instead of a common system that this is how you do x this is how you do y but once you have enough people they can keep it on the rails yeah and probably like you've you've probably started with that a similar philosophy since the beginning and so anybody that you've added you know is just like okay i'll I'll follow the way josh tells me to do it once you have enough people then you don't even have to say anything anymore because that's that's what the culture is Right. And maybe it's also because like, you know, when I started this, you know, I have, I have kids, uh, I, I, I value my time in the evenings outside of, you know, obviously there's times of like having to get things done, certain fires burning, certain things in different periods, but like, I've always felt that we should have this calmer type of culture, um, you know, even, you know, to, I, I do, you know, I do a lot of work on the weekends, but I don't expect 
necessarily other people to, unless it's like, okay, we have to, we're, we're flipping out some servers or something like that. So we have to do one on like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a Sunday night or a Sunday afternoon or something. But yeah. aside from that, like, I think just ha- knowing how my time had to be now, now, if I started it when I was maybe 20 years old and started at a different point in my life where I was like, oh, this is all I want to do. And this is all the time I had to do. And I'm doing it 24, you know, yeah, 24 yeah. by seven types of things. It could have created obviously something different. So yeah, totally. So if you like look back over kind of the the time that you guys have been remote, has there been anything that you really um, wrestled with, like how to do it the best way that you could and that was difficult to figure out? Um, I mean, one thing that has always been, I guess, as I've always been on this remote side is like you do see all of these other remote companies doing different things, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I feel like the remote culture out there has been almost synonymous with like the whole like open startup and like share everything transparency yep. so maybe just those are the ones you see like you know you have the buffers and you have the all these other ones out there doing those different things um and all of them have always had like retreats right mm, yep and so it's always in my mind it had been for many years of like oh well we're gonna need to do retreats at some point and um, it, or we have to do other things to kind of have in person. And yeah. what I've now gotten comfortable with is like, well, one, not everyone wants to do in person, yeah. <laughs> even regardless of pandemic and COVID. And even before that, like, it's like, it's like, okay, I, there's a, there's a level of, I think, professionalism after, you know, after your first few years of working where you're not mm-hmm. like, using work as a way to also create social circles and whatnot. Like more of the people we have are more experienced. They've, this isn't their first job out of college. I don't think we've had anyone that this is their first job because yeah. that would be very challenging, right? Like trying to bring on a person not where they don't get to see the culture. They don't get to like, it's like the people we have kind of know and appreciate this style. Um, yeah. And for the same reasons, like, I don't have to meet in person. Yes, that might be nice, but I kind of lost that over the past few years of just the idea that we would be doing, we would need to do a, a retreat every year, or we need to do these things. And we've done little events here and there, like uh, mm-hmm. gaming events, Zoom events, different things like that. Even, again, pre-COVID, we used to do, like, uh, what's the game? Among Us, we've did a couple, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> gaming sessions with those. But a lot of those have kind of over time faded. And I think some of these are like, were we trying to overcorrect for a lack of in-person and trying to do other culture things? And now I'm, I use our employee surveys and other things to get a pulse of that, to see is there, are there needs and expectations that are unmet? And that's really the the reality. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense too. Like it's not, um, with a lot of things in life, you look at what other people are doing and you're like, oh, I wish we, sh-, you know, we should probably do that. But it's it's more about what makes sense for, for you at your scenario, right? Like um, if it doesn't make sense for your people to do a retreat and they don't necessarily want that, then, you know, that's not, that's not terrible. Um, but I think, I think what's interesting though, is like thinking about how people interact and like how to 
how to keep those relationships together because it sounds like that's kind of what you were you're trying to get at with the retreat idea and also with these like gaming things is like how to build uh, relationships within the company and is that important or not i don't know i mean i think it is and i think it is at a at a personal level and i think we've done that in different things like our team meetings we do have trying to kind of keep it sort of casual on certain things like uh, mm. every every month we have an all hands meeting it's usually every when, first wednesday of every month and uh it's changed over time but the formula that's worked the longest that kind of keeps it light and also keeps it not too stressful for me being like oh what do i have to present josh has to go up on there and <laughs> and talk to everyone about you know what's going on and what's important and what's where's the business going types of things is um baked into that meeting probably the whole first half hour is pretty routine and one of the big things is we have a like fun silly question right so um trying to think we've done different ones like like what's the worst gift you've ever gotten and some really weird one of the ones actually i want to do soon is is like do you have an inner voice and then what you do is right so i prompt it i put it out in our slack channel like at least an hour before on that day of the meeting let people have time to think about yeah. it because you don't want to just put people on the spot. Um, yeah, yeah. And right now with 16 people, we can still do it. And we go around and I just basically pick from top left po- top left corner on down and work my way uh, around and ask everyone. And everyone, you know, pretty much has the spotlight or the mic for a couple minutes. And, you know, usually it's more of an open-ended tell a story about, you know, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know that that I think keeps like at least at a across the company, at least at our size, getting to know, hey, you learn little things about Nate and his family just by idle, like these types of icebreaker types of questions. But mm-hmm. um, so uh, so that's something that has worked really well, I think, to kind of keep that like, oh, I didn't know about it that someone, even though it's, I only see like a developer might only see a marketing person at that one meeting. Yeah. Um, once a month, because otherwise they have team meetings, they have other stuff going on. But, yeah. but yeah, that's one of those things that keeps that connective tissue. I think that's a cool idea. I wonder if there are like if it's beneficial to have more of those types of things. I'm just thinking of like um, a while back. I read uh, about I think someone at Apple did uh, this office layout where they purposefully put like couches in the middle of like team or like group areas. And the point of that was that they they were trying to encourage um, people from different departments to kind of hang out and that they found that there's a lot of uh, good ideas came out of that sort of interaction. I know. What do you think about that? I mean, yeah, I think I think there's essentially it's like. I think it's part of either culture design or organizational design. So I've heard of a lot of different things or little hacks people have done or tricks to kind of do those types of things. There's, I was listening to a podcast uh, with Darmesh Shaw from HubSpot. And I think one thing that they said they have is something about there's like a, you get assigned a desk, but basically your desk changes every four months. Okay. And yeah. And it's interesting. It's like, uh, it's, uh, I forgot what, um, we'll probably try to put a link to it in the show notes, but um, I think it was on the, um, might've been on the first round review, like the, I think I've sent you that one before podcast. Um, 
it's called in depth is the name of the podcast, but it was only probably a few episodes ago, but one of his was like, Hey, yeah, we, it was something they started very early days when it was just one office and they just started it kind of as a gag, like who gets the off, who gets the, who gets the desk by the window. And it was like, well, to make it fair, we'll just like roll the dice and we'll just, everyone picks something new, gets a new one every, every, every four months just to kind of keep it fair. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think they've kept that all the way since. That's what he said recently. And they have now slightly hacked it a little bit. Like, okay, people that need to do deep work are more introverted, like mm-hmm. kind of have a, a different section they'll still rotate in, but trying to keep, like you don't want a loud salesperson that's going to be on the phone a lot next to that. Like, yeah, So they've yeah. kind of put some rules in place to still keep the like mix-up <laughs> culture aspect. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. That was one I heard of recently. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's interesting because like a lot of this has to do with like how how do we work as humans and like what what kind of helps to keep us going and what what do we value about work and stuff like that. And like I guess another thing that I think about with being remote is just like how to keep people motivated and excited and engaged. And it sounds like you kind of do that a bit with your like trying to build uh like connections between people um and your your meetings where you're kind of setting a vision for the company or giving a review of like how the company did um are there any other kind of things that you have thought about or do related to that um i think the big part of that honestly is like is defining your culture and defining what um essentially what is important to you and the people that you want to bring on. I mean, I firmly believe a lot of the culture stuff is sort of whatever your values, like as a mm-hmm. founder or the key people are, and then they kind of get exacerbated from there. And you, not to say that it has to be like, it can still be, you know, diverse from a, you know, gender perspective, from mm-hmm. a race perspective, all of those other things. And even somewhat geographically, although, you know, like I said, we've kind of slided more towards the east coast side (laughs) (laughs) um but within that like we're always looking for people that are you know what we're trying to attract is people that are like want to do like enjoy the work they actually just have like intrinsic motivation um to enjoy work right so it's i don't think it's as much i'm necessarily motivating people like here's here's the grand vision for referral rock and where can it go? I think most of the people aren't here for, Hey, I want to be part of referral rocks word of mouth movement. That's not why they're (laughs) here. They're here for an opportunity as a small thing. They they're here for the style of remote work that we do. Um, Mm. You know, we say we can be a startup type of culture where there's opportunity and growth and a big sense of fulfillment to contribute to what we're doing. Mm. Um, But at the same time, like, uh, you know, you're going to have responsibility. You're going to, we want people that are coachable. We want people that are, uh, like looking to learn new things. So essentially that's what we kind of leave it that all on the front door of saying, these are the type of people, these are the people that kind of come in and are part of like, get along and, and work well with us. Um, mm-hmm. and if we keep doing that in the same way, um, like I've never really worried about people's motivation motivation. yeah Hmm. so that's interesting because i think that you like from listening to the things that you say that you guys are doing 
um, it sounds to me like you are actually doing a lot of things to help people be motivated, maybe not intentionally, you're maybe doing them as like best practice or something like that. But I just think of things like um, respecting people's space by not messaging them about every little status that I could just look up on Asana or, um, you know, you setting the vision and whatnot. It's not that my my motivation hinges on the vision, but to hear the vision encourages me because I know that you're thinking ahead and those sorts of things. And it sounds like you are doing a lot of those things maybe. Yeah. And it's, it seems to, seems to be working. I'm, I'm glad you don't have a motivational problem. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's all circular, right? We talked about culture. We talk about personalities. We talked about how people like to work. And I go back to that. It's sort of an, you know, honestly, like an extension of me and who like would work well with me, likes to do the same type of work. And even at the beginning, um, I think, didn't we talk about like, uh, I think you asked a question at the beginning. I feel like this relates where I said, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about like, like being excited every day. Cause I'm excited every day. Yeah, And yeah. it's like that, those are the same type of people, like for all those same personality trait reasons um you know i think it works out pretty well that way if that makes sense so yeah yeah so like a self-fulfilling prophecy (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's really cool so i guess we're kind of getting to the end here is there any any sort of last advice that you would want to give to someone or um any sort of problems that you might have come across that you, you wanted to talk about yet um I mean, I guess the other one is just minding this stuff. Like, and I think that's the big thing. Like I talked about the fact that we haven't done retreats and we haven't made that like a, like a thing. Like I've heard of other ones like Zapier. I've heard of, like, hey, they do, you know, semi-annual retreats. And before every person gets hired or at least high level person that gets hired, like flies out and meets like Wade or whatever, like we never did any of that. And yeah. I-, I would wonder how many of the people like, if one if they're kept kept doing it two if uh how many people like didn't really want to do that like they're a very Mm. very famous like remote company like how many people at all those retreats really don't care for the retreats and they would feel like well they have to go because Mm. that is the culture right and maybe that's what wade and other key people have liked but my biggest thing is making you know you start out with something and then just it's something that is going to keep maturing and changing over time like my habits might change but again we learned retreats weren't a thing i thought they might be and i listening to the pulse of the people and as we grew you know things change and become more important um Mm -hmm. as we uh, like one of the things now that we're starting to see is we've developed a lot of managers and we have a lot of other people that have come on board and now it's like we're working on a more structured way of how people advance, how we do professional development. But I wouldn't have done that like two years ago. It's like there's a continuous minding of, is this the right thing to do right now for the people that I have here? So yeah. um, Yeah. yeah. So conscious mining of like, is this, I'm not doing this because everyone else is doing this. I'm doing this because it makes the most sense for us right now. That's, that's really cool the way you talk about that. And you've said this like a number of times in different topics relating to your company is just what, what is the situation I have now? I have this machinery that is functioning in some way. 
of you know these people working together and customers coming in this side and all of that and what what little tweaks do we need to make to to help it just run a little bit better at this point in time and just continuing to to focus and iterate on that i think i think that's such a great mindset because i think as someone like for myself starting out it feels like i need to have it all figured out and then start a company or um right that it has to be some master plan and it's just gonna follow that um i think that's really encouraging to hear that you just it's like tending a garden or something like that yep yep yeah i think trying to keep that as a forever rolling thing is is uh you don't have to have all the answers so yeah yeah great well it's been uh, good chatting with you today josh awesome all right well thanks have, Nate. Uh, have a good christmas uh, i don't think we'll see you till after christmas right uh i don't know we might have the episode next week oh yes that's right we'll see all right so anyway have a good one talk to you later bye bye thanks for joining us today if you enjoyed our podcast please share with a friend we're new to this podcasting thing and we'd love to hear what you have to say tweet us at searching for sass on twitter that's searching the number four sass or send an email to searchingforsass at gmail.com. See you next week.